episode 27 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. A lot of stuff to talk about. Yes. Let's get right into it. Hobby progress. Of course. Almost finished my Cataphron Destroyers. Yep. The new ones. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, we're recording this, the, the, the intro, this is Sunday night before the election. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if God Emperor Trump is has gotten into... Right. Office is or the, or his, rightful, the, his rightful place. Or Sister of Battle, Hillary. Sister of, <laughs> sister of Battle. I don't know how else to describe her. I, I don't, um, El, uh, Eldar? No. <laughs> Eldar, no. No, I don't think so. So we don't know. We don't know. Anyway, uh, we hope you voted for the right person. Otherwise, report to your regimental commissar for discipline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So finishing yeah. up the Cataphron Destroyers. Uh, 90% done. They're cool models. I love them. They mm. perform excellently. Yep. They're going to make my Adeptus Mechanicus army complete. So now I actually can bring them in as a whole army as opposed to just an allied force. So I'm very happy about that. Uh-huh. I finished building the Corvus Black Star. Oh, Awesome baby. model. Awesome oh. model. Looks fantastic. Probably the best looking flyer. As for my money, in the forces of the Imperium, if not... If not the entire... Warhammer not, yeah, 40k it just universe. Looks, it's so mm, cool. Mm, so, it's so good. built and primed. Um, I'm going to be working on it this week. And so hopefully next next time we uh, record, I'll have a completed Corvus Black Star. So that's very, very cool. Let's see. What else am I working on? Um, I'm finishing up some uh, bikes for uh, a command squad. Um, yeah. Bikes to include with either Blood Angels or with Iron Hands. Oh, yes. The, uh, a, the apothecary on a bike. The I finished the chaplain on a bike, but now I have to do the rest of the command squad. The mighty super squad. Yeah. We'll get into those. We'll get that, into those guys. They made an yeah. appearance in today's battle report, which mm-hmm. we'll get into a little bit later. I'm a little, I don't know why. I'm just, I'm not into painting bikes. Hmm. Interesting. I, kind of boring for me. Yeah, I guess. Because the bikes look the same. Yeah, I guess it'd be like it's like Space Marines. Just yeah, it it feels like a bike. chore. I'm not I'm not that into it. I'm really like I I, I like working on the Cataphron Destroyers because they're so weird looking. Yeah, those guys are cool looking. And the Cor- Corvus Black Star because it's so well cool looking. Yeah, it's just cool. It's, that's not a chore. Uh, Space Marine bikers are not it's, that exciting. It's whatever. I know. You can well, you can always add spice to it. You can always add spice to the model. A little cinnamon in the paint. Nah. <laughs> so close. <laughs> you see, yeah. he had to, he's a dad. He had to make one dad oh joke. Oh my god. Oh my god. He had to. My humor is great. He had to. Speaking of uh, great, the new white dwarf is out. The Burning of Prospero issue, November 2016. Mm-hmm. It's our first time getting our hands on a physical copy of the new white dwarf. Alec, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on the new white dwarf? Oh my. This is super good. This is super good. It's it's like it takes all the good stuff of Warhammer Visions and just puts that in there, puts that into the original White Dwarf, makes it add, add some like fluff stuff, add some opinion pieces almost. And it's really, it's, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed it because it just adds so, it's a, it adds so much more depth than just here's the new model. We're, we're selling this. Yeah, it's, it's no longer an advertising uh, brochure. A five dollar bro- brochure for new upcoming releases. Uh, yeah. This actually has battle reports. It has how to paint. Oh, it uh, has tutorials. Ar- Army of the month, I believe. Army oh. of the month, which showcases awesome uh, miniatures. First of all, this thing is like really thick. It's one hundred and forty nine, one hundred fifty pages long. 
She's fantastic, right? Whoa. Yeah, it's got the best of like Warhammer Visions in here yeah. um, in that it's featuring readers' models as well as, you know, uh, you know, the stuff that's done more by the GW folks. It's got modeling and painting tutorials, mm-hmm. which was missing. Like a whole section on that. The paint splatter section is huge. It's got sections on, on how to model and how to do uh, kit conversions. Oh, man. It has gorgeous pictures of Forge World stuff, which is really wasn't that often featured in the old White Dwarf, including the Iron Warriors Domitar Ferrum Battle Automata. It has a picture of that. That's, yeah, yeah, that that's, one that's, model, that's so is gonna, it's going to make me create an Iron Warriors army. You're finally going to turn to the forces of chaos for the sweet, sweet models. Yes. In fact, as I said, as we're recording this uh, before the election, if if God Emperor Trump becomes president, yeah. I'm definitely starting a chaos army. They 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 lured you in with the promise of cool models. <laughs> that's how that's how they get them. That's how they that's get how, all the space how, marines. That's how chaos works. That's how chaos works. They yeah. lure you in with the promise. That right. that's why. Uh, well, speaking of cool models, also in here are on the cover are the custodies, and I gotta say the way they're painted. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to rethink what I said last episode. Uh-uh. Plus that, and I also heard that somebody had an idea. I think it was on the independent characters. They were talking about creating a Death Star. A, fu- a fun custodies. Death Star, admittedly. Yeah, but I, 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 that idea sounds very appealing to me. But I suspect it would be hampered down by slowness and well, you de- investing a lot of your points into one unit. Yeah, I mean, the way we talked about it, especially with the Storm Shield, it yeah. would be 60 points a model. Yeah. So that's is- 300 points. But you pair them with a, with a Librarian Conclave. Yeah. And maybe a Chapter Master in Terminator Armor. Now and you now you got a party. <laughs> right? It's that right? two scout squads. Right? It's the army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> two scout squads uh, and then uh, the Custodies. They're the one squad band. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway. All right. So that is our um, hobby progress uh, section. Oh, one, one more thing. Um, yes. I, I, I bought myself a Le- Leviathan Dreadnought. I was not informed of this. <laughs> no, I wanted to surprise you. Mm. Alex's eyes just got really wide. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. So uh, it's still uh, in its package, Forge World packaging. It is needs to be cut off the sprues. It needs to be washed. But then the ultimate dreadnought. That's my hands ringing together. <laughs> Soon we'll be hitting the battlefield. Alrighty. <laughs> I love dreadnoughts. We're constantly trying to find ways to one up each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So this episode, our battle reports, will, which we'll hear later, features uh, the Necrons versus um, some different units, some different formations uh, featuring the Iron Hands. Mm-hmm. And in it, Goss played a very prominent role. So after the break, we're going to talk about the Necron's favorite weapon, the Goss Flare, when we return. Okay, we're back. Before we get into the armory section, we did get some more recent information about some stuff on rumors. So we wanted we can't not talk about it. Yes, we really we really need to talk about 
all of this. All right. The big news is that just got confirmation, or we just got from Faye at 212. Yeah. The big news is that Sisters of Battle and Plastic are coming out in December. Woo-woo. <laughs> yeah, finally, finally. Seriously. I, I know. After About years. time. <laughs> I know. The big rumor is that um, apart from Plastic Magnus and Rubric Marines and Plastic RMN and Plastic Rubik Terminators, mm-hmm. there will be some sort of a Sisters of Battle release. Early rumors said that it's a Canon S. But now more recent rumor has said that it's maybe not that. Maybe it's mm-hmm. uh, another kit of some kind. But that they will start rolling out in December and then January and February will be a continual rollout of more models to really update the entire line. Both Imperium and Chaos getting new stuff. It's a win-win for us. Win-win. Uh, you're interested in the Chaos stuff, right? Oh, I'm super interested in the Chaos stuff. I'm really interested to see how they'll uh, do the um, Thousand Suns because it's sort of... It's sort of a weird army to make rules for, considering they're so highly connected to s- magic, but most of them aren't psychers. So it'll be interesting to see how they'll do it without making it like unplayable, because I think a big complaint for me would be that like, at least it could turn into an army that would be super hyper elite, and I think that would make it not work as an army in and of itself. Right, it just... It just- making the expensive chaos marine problem worse exactly so i'm right. hoping it's not that uh i'll be i'll be interested to see where those go I'm, I'm remaining um optimistic okay well obviously with new sisters of battle in plastic there will probably be a new sisters of battle codex right yeah man. yeah yeah, that's gonna be good. Yeah, that's gonna be great. So um, we're looking forward to that. Now, hot on the hot on the heels of the rumor for Sisters of Battle comes the rumors around Eighth Edition Forty K. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. we keep hearing that too, and that it's you know imminent. It's gonna be you know sooner rather than later. Probably first quarter two thousand seventeen is kind of what we're hearing now. I I think that's an odd odd thing to do. I feel like it hasn't been that long. Has it really been that long? It's been a couple years now. It's been a couple years. Since 7th. But I haven't even gotten like all the codex, like all the codex updates out. I, well, they're, I know they're rolling them out. And the question is what happens to like a codex? Like let's say there is a new Sisters Codex or even a new Gene Stealer Codex. And then you've got immediately a, a, whole, a whole new rule set. Yeah, just right? like, oh, well, that just. The, I, the What people have been saying is that there's going to be a little bit of simplification of some of the rules in 40K. Not so much as Age of Sigmar, but the Age of Sigmar kind of approach yeah. to simplify movement, you know, and attack values yeah. and saving throws uh, just to make them a little bit more simpler, cleaner. Yeah. So that you're focusing on strategy and tactics versus trying to remember minutia yeah, about how to do something like multi-assault, <laughs> right? But that's like like Magic the Gathering, you have a basic set of rules, yeah, no, and I, then the individual cards amend the rules. I, I really I really think that would help. They'll do that with, with uh, data slates for each of the units that they release. And so they can just do a bunch of like updates for all of the, you know, here's the Blood Angels updates, here's the Sisters of Battle update, here's the, you know, Gene Stealer Cult update. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, that would, I think that would certainly help. So uh, these are, this, this is all speculation, though. Yeah, no, again, yeah, it's just all. Yeah. We haven't had major right. confirmations. Okay. So Sisters of Battle. Uh, look, if, if Sisters of Battle come out, yeah. guess what we're getting? 
Well, yeah, we're getting this. <laughs> this is a battle why, army. Would we, why would we not? Why would we not? <laughs> we're going to get a line. It, it, if this is a battle come out, it's going to be probably for a long time. So super sold out. The, yeah, oh, probably man. one oh, of the, be, the best, probably the best selling, you know, line from GW. G- GW site will immediately crash. Yeah, well, it will. And, and then, yeah, yeah. So but look, crossing my fingers that they do a great job. Yep. If, you know, if they're anything like the Sisters of Silence models, they're going to be awesome. Mm-mm, yep. yep. So looking forward to that. Okay, the other big rumor is uh, new Custodes models. Well, not even rumors. It's, not, it's, it's confirmed. No, Warhammer World, a recent Warhammer World event released uh, yep. a couple of new awesome resin models from Forge World. Mm-hmm. You've seen them, Alec. The Custodes tank. Yep. Looks like a grav tank. It looks like a grav tank. And the Custodes Contemptor. Yes, indeedy. What do you think of those? Okay, the Contemptor looked pretty cool. The whole sword and shield looked pretty rad. I'm a little confused on why they're they have Contemptors. Uh, I'm I'm confused why they have Dreadnoughts, considering how little action they've seen for most of. We don't know, day. but 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 <laughs> it looks cool. It looks cool, and it probably is cool. And, and what do you so do with I'm the good. with the Custodes who has a, a like a training accident? Throw they better a- not get training accidents <laughs> if they're protecting the emperor. They better not get any accidents. They're training every day. Yay! You know, even Navy SEALs get the training accidents. So, but not like them in a, not super near god humans. Take them in a custodies, and now you got a super near god human robot. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, and then there is the uh, tank. And the tank is when I saw the model, I did not. I did not like it. I know. I know. Frank. I, you know what? It reminds me of like uh, the um, Tim Burton Batmobile. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, and all these curves on it, I, and, they, and you had a good way of describing it. Yeah, I thought it looked real. I looked, thought it looked really towel like. Yeah, it just looked way too smooth for the ornate design of the custodes and how like important they are compared to this very mm, slim down minimal design of the tank. I don't know. It just it just seems way. Well, why would they have a tank? But their bodyguard force. But whatever. Ignoring that logical thing. B. It just it just seems really not in the style. No, not in the, not style. In the style. Different design. Uh, where the custodians seem very baroque. Yeah. You know, overwrought armor. Yeah. You know, just gilded everything. Yeah, and I like that. This seems kind of smooth. Yeah. Kind of Art Deco. Yeah, kind of. Just, yeah, kind of towish. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just to me, it just. I, I'm not a not a huge fan. I mean, I'm glad that they're giving transport units to custodies because, you know, let's not do what happened to the cult mech with no transports whatsoever. Is, <laughs> is it a transport unit though? Oh, maybe not. No, maybe it's. I just think a, it's probably just, just a heavy tank. support. It's just a heavy tank. Yeah, it just did. Yeah, no, I I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm not even sure what they're. I, I think are they going to be like? I guess they're going to be support units, really. Yeah. Yeah, they would be. What else would could they? I wouldn't make them into a full army. No, no, they they shouldn't be a full army. An that's army not, that's of even custodies. Going that would be twenty custodies, five of these tanks, done. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That'd Throw in some scissors of silence to deal with psychers, and you're done. That would be entertaining. There uh, you go. All right, very entertaining. Okay. Uh, oh, one second on the contemptor dreadnought custodies. Yeah, man. I, let's not minimize that. That is. It is one of the coolest looking contemptors out there. It is amazing looking. Adding a sword and shield to already overpowered robot dude is awesome. It, look, it looks. And, it the, looks and the sword has a freaking great. flamer. Yeah, that's fun. That's that's. <laughs> well, so let me burn you, cut you. That's so good. That is. And then charge you with my robot body. Man. 
I sometimes I I love 40k. Me too. <laughs> it's just so over the top. When, when you when you can get things like that, it, there's a, there's just it, it's it's so it's so wonderful. Yeah. So wonderful. It's so awesome. Yeah, and uh, a storm shield, uh, three plus invulnerability on top of the th- armor thirteen. On yeah, the, uh, man. Why not? Okay. Good luck. Good luck bringing that stuff down. All right. Okay. So now let's get into um, our, our plant section. The armory. The armory is Hurrah. the part of the show where we talk about a piece of war gear in the 40k uh, universe. Last time we went over the, the humble Laz gun. Mm-hmm. People seem to like that. Pew pew. Um, yeah. Uh, this week we're we're going over the uh, Goss weaponry, specifically the Goss flare of the Necrons. Yep. All right. So let's let's first of all let's what how is the the Goss flare described? A Goss flare is a type of Necron Goss weapon that can strip down a target to nothing, molecule by molecule, reducing it to its constituent atoms. In a matter of seconds, Goss players are rifle-like weapons consisting of a stock, a transparent tube containing the unholy and unknown Viridian energy the Mm. weapon fires, and sometimes an axe-like bayonet underneath the circular muzzle. Okay, there you go. Those are the the parts that make up the Goss flare. See? That's all you need to make your own. That's all you need. (laughs) Now you have all the information you You need. You need to make, make your own. Well, the Necrons are like the oldest race yeah in 40k yeah because they went to sleep and then allowed the eldar to come to power yeah now they've woken up they want their they want their their lawn back yeah and they and they're this this really i mean when you look at like the like the crunch of it it's like slightly better than the average bolter which you think okay fine whatever but in terms of fluff, this is like horrifying. Yeah. It, it it is it when it says flare, it means flare. It flays you. It flays. It, it flays your skin. It flays you on a molecular <laughs> level. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like reportedly, it's like it's reportedly super painful to be shot by one of these. You you are literally getting your flesh stripped off. Like it it. it flies at the, at off, the atomic level. Yeah, flies off your body and towards the gun. Towards the gun. Wow. <laughs> what happens to all that meat? Probably gets, probably gets. Where does it go? Either A, it's splattered depending if how long they've been shot for, or B, they're just vaporized and now they're missed. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. I guess a, a subatomic meat probably yeah. is hard to see. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So to be uh, taken apart atom by atom with your strip, with your flesh stripped off your bones really fast. Yeah. It's, it, <laughs> it probably hurts. It, it probably hurts it's a like, lot. It's like pulling off a Band-Aid. Just, <laughs> but a really just deep Band-Aid. A really, really deep Band-Aid. But a, really like, quickly. But trillions of them all at once. <laughs> all at once. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would hurt. Uh, yes. That would hurt. Um, uh, the uh, Codex Necronium <laughs> describes Goss weapons as Goss weapons varying appearance from the rifle-sized flares to the massive heavy Goss cannon. Unlike more conventional energy weapons, a Goss projector emits a molecular disassembling beam, reducing flesh, bone, and even armor to its constituent atoms. All right, so there you go. Goss flares, the general stat line is range 24 inch, strength 4, AP 5, rapid fire with the Goss special rule. So let's go over the Goss special rule. Goss, when firing a weapon with this special rule... A two-wound roll of a six wounds automatically regardless of the target's toughness. Against vehicles and buildings, 
an armor penetration roll of a six that does not cause a penetrating hit automatically causes a glancing hit. Do you have a gargantuan creature you want to bring down? Yep. You know, do you have a demon prince with toughness eight you want to bring down? Bring out your goss. Goss is real. It really gives Necrons a a very pleasant edge on pretty much any, like, hard to kill, big, grade A, Lord of War item. Goss is like the grav, you know, equivalent for, um, um, for Necrons. Because in wielded in numbers and in, in, in warriors with rapid fire. Yeah, warriors. Does can, the basic the basic the basic grunts of the Necrons can bring down an Imperial Knight. I've seen it happen. Yes. <laughs> too often with it's been my Imperial Knight. <laughs> over over the turn over a couple of turns yeah. or a couple of units of ten man warriors shooting twenty uh, you know, goss shots, yep. rolling the two hit and then you know sixes. All you need are six, six sixes yep. among, you know, say 20 or 40 shots. Yep. And you got an exploding Imperial Knight. Oh, right? No, yeah, and then yeah. and then most creatures <clears throat> have, you know, three or four hit points or wounds. And yeah. so you're going to be able to bring them down too. Oh, yeah. It's oh, incredibly yeah. effective. Like, really? I, like, I remember we recently played and I, I, I drop potted in a uh, Ironclad Dreadnought, Armor 13. Yep. <laughs> you just... You just gossed it to death. Yeah, it, like in one turn. Yeah, it it, it really is. Just, it really is. Can't describe. It's just super useful for dealing with ta like ridiculously large uh, tau mech suits or Eldar Wraith knights. Yes, as you said, demon princes. Um, any like land raiders. If anyone, if your yep. opponent brings a surprise land raider, you're like. I don't. I don't care. I have I got, goss. I got goss. I got I goss. Don't care. Let me let me walk up the oh, implacable you, necrons. You and paid shoot. for armored ceramite. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. <laughs> the armored ceramite does nothing. <laughs> um, there are different types of goss weapons that the necrons have access to. Yep. Uh, the basic goss flare is what warriors use. The goss flare ray is what is on the ghost arc, and the the only difference there is that it's a Savo five ten, but since it's a vehicle, it's you're always going to get ten shots. It has gauze and an independent targeting, so it actually can shoot at something other than what the warriors inside are going to shoot at, which is great. Mm. Um, that still stays at strength four, AP five, though. The gauze blaster is what the immortals use. So that's a slightly improved stat line. Uh, same range, twenty-four inch, strength five, AP four, rapid fire gauze. So you're getting a better gun when you get immortals. You get a better armor save, and you get a better, slightly better gun. Yeah. The Goss Flux Arc, I think an obelisk or monolith uses this, these things. Strength 5, AP 4, Heavy 3 Goss with independent targeting. There's a Goss Cannon and Heavy Goss Cannon. The Goss Cannons are used by destroyers, yep. and they're Strength 5, AP 3, yep. uh, Heavy 2 Goss. Yep. And then the Heavy Goss Cannon, which the Heavy Destroyers use, our strength are 36 inches, which is like one of the few 36 inch yeah. you know, weapons in the entire Necron universe. Strength nine, AP two, heavy one Goss. Wielded in numbers, Goss weaponry is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly effective. Yeah, it really is quite devastating. Uh, yeah, facing a whole bunch of warriors, you know, walking up the middle and then all firing in rapid fire, yeah. uh, it can be just devastating. Yeah, really. It- it's just it's surprising how quickly certain things will just dissolve in front of them. Yeah, because you you think strength four 
Eh. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, I can do that. I'm always gonna get an armor save. But it just, but then you just realize nothing. No, nothing is safe from them. Nothing is safe from them. No, exactly. And and the resi- and you combine that with the resilience of the wielder, yeah, the, the Necrons. The only with- way you're the only way you're stopping this is with you 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 have to do juked up shit saves. You have to do like your two up three ups. You can't you can't yep. do like high. You can't rely on high toughness. You cannot rely on high toughness. No. Yeah. No, no, clearly not. Clearly not. Because it's always gonna wound on a six. Yep. Yeah, I, I love Goss Weaponry. I, I, I think I, I bought more Warriors just because I saw how effective just, you know, two units of Warriors are. And in the Hunter Contingent, you know, I think it requires two units of Warriors, but I've added a third unit. and it, Hunter um, Contingent. Sorry, not the Hunter. That's Tau. Um, the um, uh, Decurion Detachment. We're, we're always thinking of you, Tau. Always. <laughs> Tau is always on my mind. Yeah, just uh, I added a third unit of, of Warriors because just because, you know, their Goss Weaponry is so awesome. Yep. Great and, and and it's fun to look at too. Uh, some people do you like the the green you know glowy tube in the way they're they're modeled? Yeah, I think I think it's I think I I think it's good. I I like the design. The green's a bit much. The, the green shade is a bit much for me. To the ladies, <laughs> it's a little body glove. Yeah, it's a it's a bit body glove. <laughs> but I do like the design of the weapon itself. It looks very arcane. Yeah, for lack of a better word ancient it does ancient and, and up up to and including like all the gauze flares and even the gauze blasters have like these little axes yeah these attached little... to the end of the barrels <laughs> like which is if we don't if you don't rip you apart atom by atom we're, we're just gonna, gonna hack you, you apart <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah and i think that really sort of evokes the sort of old since they are the oldest race yeah in the universe yeah, yeah, it makes sense that they would have something a bit more old-fashioned on their weaponry. Um, I think most most of the choices when you when you are given an option to use Goss weaponry is probably the way to go. The only exception I would say is probably with the tomb um, tomb yeah, blades. Yeah, tomb blades. Those they have particle beamers, which are strength yeah. six. You know, strength six AP five. Um, bla- they're just regular blast, heavy one. Right, but the cool thing about them is when you pair them up with when you pair them up with the nebu- the nebula scopes, which while you're doing ignore cover, just having all like three blasts. Three that- ignore cover blasts is mm. like really mm. powerful. Mm. So it's very, really good. Even for though you can take a twin link gauss blaster and twin link yep. is always good, um, I I tend to go with the particle beamers on the tomb blade because exactly that it can ignore a cover three three blast templates is it's strength six is pretty good. But practically every other time you want to stick with the gauss because it's so you most, yeah you mostly want to stick. Yeah. With Goss, although, although although Tesla is pretty good too, Tesla's pretty good. Yeah, Tesla's okay, good. but we'll we'll cover that. We'll, we'll cover that at, at some point yeah. in okay. the future. All right, well that's that's our that's our just you know sort of breakdown of um, Goss weaponry and the Goss flare. Um, yep. If you guys want to want us to cover a particular piece of war gear in the 40k universe, you can always uh, drop us an email at theeyeofterror@gmail.com. Okay, when we return. We're going to get into our battle report between uh, the Necrons and the Iron Hands when we return.
Okay, we're back. All right. So this time um, we decided to take a little break from trying out my crazy LVO experimental armies. Yep. And decided to just play a fun mission. And I thought I would use some of the formations that are found in the Angels of Death Codex supplement yeah. that we haven't tried before, just for something different. I went with the uh, with a couple of options. I went, first of all, I took Iron Hands because I love the Iron Hands. Yep. And I was, I was going to be able to craft a very crafty list around them <laughs> um, using um, a couple of formations, the Stormlance Demi Battle Company yeah. and then the um, Raptor Wing. Yeah. And I went with the Raptor Wing because I, I just it I, I kind of had the models for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I liked that we had flyers, and I didn't think you were going to be able to effectively deal with flyers. Uh-huh. So that yeah. was my my option. So why don't why don't we go over your army in, uh, in specifics, and then I'll I'll describe mine um, after that. All right. So I was bringing the uh, good old Decurian detachment uh, with starting out with the uh, Reclamation Legion. I had an Overlord. Equipped with the Nightmare Shroud, a Gauntlet of Fire, Phase Shifter, Phylactery, and the Resurrection Orb, all of which are quite lovely. Um, I got a squad of Immortals with Gauze Blasters, a squad of Witch Guard in the Night Sive to accompany my Overlord. I got a squad of Tomb Blades with Nebuloscope Shield Veins and Particle Beamers, okay. uh, whose love I have professed before in this episode. Uh, I have three squads of warriors, one in a ghost arc. Um, that's Reclamation Legion. I have the Counterpack Harvest with um, Counterpack Spider, one squad of six wraiths, uh, and one squad of four scarabs, a squad of five flayed ones, and of course, the ever loving Nightbringer. <laughs> ever, uh. Always good, the uh, Nightbringer. I, I feel he's very underrated. I like him. I know. All right, that your army? That is my army. Okay, that's a good army. Um, oh, super tough. Um, okay, so my Space Marines, my Iron Hands, um, consisted of the Raptor Wing. The Raptor Wing is basically a one land speeder squadron. I just brought one land speeder with an assault cannon and a multi melta, and then two Storm Talon gunships um, with their Skyhammer missile launchers and twin length assault cannons. The, the rule for this formation is that the land speeders can designate a target within 18 inches mm-hmm. as a priority target. Yep. And it allows the Storm Talons, if they attack it, to reroll wounds. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah, or armor penetration, which is awesome. The Storm Talon gunships also come in turn two, no matter what. Yeah, Which is awesome. Really, nice. uh, really great. So it takes out the variability of when your uh, reserve flyers are going to come in. Yep. The Stormlance Battle Demi Company consisted of the following units. I had one attack bike squad with the multi-melta and the twin-link bolter. Yep. I you have to take a captain. Mm-hmm. I took a captain and upgraded him to a chapter master there and gave go. him the Gorgon's chain. There we go. Right and a thunderhammer, and he put him on a bike. Whoa! What do you know? Look okay, who it is? Right, but accompanying him was yes, chapter master Smash Effer. Um, accompanying him was a command squad yep. that include an oh, apothecary. Yeah. Yep. Now the Iron Hand rule is that you get. A feel no pain at six up, yep. but if you otherwise get a feel no pain, you add yep. one to the feel no pain. So adding an apothecary immediately gave my chapter master yep. a four up feel no pain because, yep. as you know, the narthisium of the apothecary yep. gives you a normal five up feel no pain. Now he's at four up feel no pain, yeah. right? Yep. The gorgon chain, however, 
adds plus one to uh, your feel no pain. Yep. So now you're at a three up. Yep. And then one of the benefits of the Stormlands Battle Demi Company yep. is that if you're within 12 inches of an independent character, yep. you get plus one on your feel no pain. Yep. Right? So um, with Artificer Armor and uh, a three up invuln provided by the Gorgon's Chain, yep. I now had a two up, three up with a two up feel no pain chapter master. Yeah. With a thunder hammer on a bike, toughness five. Right. And then all the other boys that accompanied him, you know, the regular, the command squad guys, yep. they, oh. they had a four up feel no pain because of the Stormlands, you know, benefits. Yeah. 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 Right. And, but they're on, they're toughness five because they're on bikes. Yeah. They're toughness now, five. I, I wanted to make this a little bit more of a death star. So I added a librarian on a bike <laughs> and then I added a chaplain on a bike to provide zealot craziness. Just madness. utter utter madness. Yep. How much <laughs> I, did that unit cost? Um, I think it came. To, I think we counted it. I think it was like four hundred points. Four hundred. Yeah, it was some crazy. I thought it was higher. Than that. I thought it was like. 500. Well, the chapter master himself came to two hundred fifty-five points. The com- wait, so the command squad is one hundred ninety points. All right, so that right there, that's uh, you know three three forty-five right there, and you add the uh, librarian, yeah, and that's probably another ninety. So that's. 440 and then you add the uh, chaplain at another you know 100 105 points so it's yeah over 500 points yep over 500 yep. points okay yep. i also took three tactical squads uh two of them were in rhinos yes and one of them was in razorback yes. all the tax squads had uh flamers yeah right the razorback was uh was had a uh, assault cannon twin linked assault cannon on top mm-hmm. had a devastator squad with uh, four last cannon and the um, the armurium cherub, the melta baby. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, um, so creepy. Yeah, so creepy. And I believe that was my army. Yeah. Oh, my librarian was the was a level two. Oh, I did have one scout squad. Oh, I, I one scout squad. Um, oh wait, no, I had a scout squad with all with uh, camo cloaks and uh, sniper rifles. Yep. And then I had a Sakaran battle tank. Can't forget the Sakaran. Uh, armed with the accelerator auto cannon and the heavy last cannon uh, sponsons, so that was my army. <laughs> All right, so yep. clearly I was going to rely. My my strategy going in was to basically rely on um, on shooting from the Sakaran to sort of soften things up. Yes. Try to soften things up with the orbital bombardment that the chapter master gets. Right. Yes. Right. And then and then you know throw a giant Death Star into the mix. Um, with uh, the chapter master on a bike. And you would hope this would overwhelm me. I would hope, yes, I would hope this would overwhelm you. But did things turn out that way? No. No. <laughs> no, you cannot, you cannot crush the Necrons. No, the Necrons can't. shall always survive. Yeah, well, okay. So we we played a, a mission from the Angel of Death called Hammer Blow. Yes. All right. So that's a very particular mission where the Space Marines always go first. Yeah. Yep. Half their army has to start off in, off the table edge. Yep, in reserve. Yeah, only only half of the Space Marine uh, units can be deployed. The enemy, in this case the Necrons, deployed first. Yep. Right, and then and then uh, the Space Marines come in. Yet the Necrons are not allowed to seize the initiative. No, we're not. No, you're not. Okay, uh, but we had we had most of we had the objectives pretty much. Most of them were in uh, two. There, there were three objectives. Yeah. One was in the center of the table. One was in the center of my line. Another one was one that you placed down, but it had to be in my deployment zone. 
So right. I had so going in, I had all the objectives, all three objectives. And oh so- yeah, and oh, and one one important note: uh, the deployment zones were the entire were table half halves. the entire table table, table halves. Halves. Yeah, yeah, we we table played on a four by four board, and and um, half the uh, the the table was uh, the, the yeah. Necrons, and half was the Space Marines. Yes, you deployed. You, you took your rates, and where'd you put them? I put them. Right on the center objective, <laughs> right in the middle of the table, yeah, right, right up front, right at the at the border. Oh, and accompanying them was the Star God, not right. in the squad, but he was just hanging out. And I thought you did something pretty smart. There was a, we we created basically a cityscape with like this one sort of boulevard yeah. of death. It was like a corridor. It was it was um, four buildings creating like a four way intersection of murder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what I did was I immediately decided, okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to put my guys in the center. I'm going to cover them with, I, I used a Necron squad, a Necron warrior squad in one building and then a Necron warrior squad, in another along with tomb blades. Yeah. Along, yeah. And they go along with tomb blades in order to hold an objective that you had placed on my table half. Yeah. So that was good. I, immediately. I knew that uh, you had deployed incredibly well because you would put your toughest, most resilient units Guarding the center objective, right at the outset, there they were with a star god to accompany them. Yeah, and they had covering fire from two adjoining buildings on opposite sides, from ten Necron warriors who were all within rapid fire range of that objective. It was, I think, it was actually twenty. Oh yeah, well, it was ten on each. Ten on each. Ten building. Ten building and the tomb blades. Yeah, you and you kept your ghost arc. I kept my ghost arc in in the back. Yeah, because my I in retrospect, I'm not sure if I would have done that. Yeah, I might have actually put it up front and put a Necron Warrior Squad in back. Right, I think it might have been a mistake on my that, because the Ghost Ark is really good at resurrecting yeah. warriors. Yeah, so I think it was I too far have, away to it was too far away to do anything. I think I was, would have I should have put it in the front line. Right, whatever. So lessons learned. Yeah, put him guarding the one in the center back. My Witch Guard and Overlord were as usual in reserve until they would show up later. Yeah, uh, my my Spider was in one of the buildings with the warriors. Um, with scarabs essentially hiding in a corner to make sure that the uh wraiths got their reanimation protocols and i believe oh yeah and in of course an immortal squad in a bastion i always i always put these guys in bastions they, <laughs> they always end up in bastions just sort of sitting there waiting to shoot things and then things will eventually come along later in the game and they'll be able to pick things off do whatever strength five goss yeah how I deployed was to put my Devastators in a bunker, which had a pretty clear line of sight to um, your Warriors and your Ghost Ark yeah. with their 48-inch range LAS cannons. I put the Landspeeder and the Sakaran next to each other, yep. and they had a great view of all your Wraiths yep. right, and the center objective, but yep. they were on the far left table edge for me. Yep. Oh, yeah, far left table side. I had... All my three rhinos, um, sort of on the on the battlefield, or two of my rhinos on the battlefield. Third one came in later, but they all could have. They had range on center objective and your rates, especially the one with the the Razorback with the twin link yep. salt cannons. Okay. Oh, and the one other one other aspect of of the Stormlands Demi Company, it allows the uh, TAC Marines to basically get out of their transports and yeah. as long as they're within two inches of the transport yes they can shoot and then jump back in <laughs> which is very so that's, Tau-like. that's yeah that's very Tau- eldar actually it's very eldar like it, it really yeah well no i think i think it's pretty talic the whole <laughs> yeah, jumping like out and jumping, jumping out back and in. jumping back in wow yeah 
Yeah. Surprise. So, Bang. Yeah. So, See of course, all my tacks were in, in you know, armored yeah. vehicles. And then yeah. they would come out. And, okay. In reserve was my, the, Stor- the Storm Talons. Yeah. And then what else was in reserve? Oh, and my bikes. All my bikes. Yeah. Uh, my bike squad. My dead squad. So, okay. So, turn one rolls around. Um, I, I go first. My whole objective was to basically try to soften up the rates because I knew the rates were going to be the toughest guys on the, on the battlefield for a while. Yes, sir. So I dropped my orbital bombardment. Nothing. No. <laughs> and uh, that didn't work out well. Oh, I shot my Sikarans at it. I shot my, my Land Raider at it. Yep. I moved up the bikes. All the bikes fired their weapons, the twin link bolters. I had to think I had one plasma pistol in there. Yeah. They did nothing. You made all of your invuln saves. Yeah. It, so it was it was ridiculous. It was it was very ridiculous. The uh, I was able to with uh with a group of five tac squads, uh, tac marines get out of one of the rhinos and then shoot rapid fire into your Necron warriors in one of the buildings, and I oh, was yeah. able to kill three warriors, and we ended up putting one wound on on one of the rates. Yeah, I believe so, so. So that was my entire turn one. I I fired everything at the rates. The, the only people not firing at the rates was that one group of tax. Yeah, and they they were effective. They killed a third of one of your your units, your warrior units. But I failed utterly in in really you know weakening your rates. They they were still there because then they had because they they had three up invuln saves. Um, and then they, because of the canaptic harvest, um, yeah, they had reanimation protocols. They had reanimation protocols and, and, then, in, yeah, and in, feel no pain. Yeah. Or, no, yeah, no, 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 sorry, reanimation protocols. Just reanimation protocols. Yeah. So three up with a four up. Oh, it, it was, yeah. It was rough, man. It's rough. Okay. Your, your turn one. Um, uh, my turn, my, my turn one, I didn't, I don't think I got much done either. I think I mainly sat on, I, oh, oh, I think I may have, I may, did I, was this the turn where I killed the scout squad or yeah. most of the scout squad? Yes. Yeah. You, the star you, God, the star God stared at <laughs> most, at the scout squad and, and most of it died. You killed. True yeah. story. The star God has the gaze of death. Yes. Which means 3d6 worth of minus your leadership. It's not, it's not, it's not toughness. a toughness. Uh, it's minus leadership. Minus leadership. Uh, it's basically. That's um, how many wounds it generates. It's, it's not an actual. It's not an actual um, weapon, but it's, it's, it's not just, a shooting attack. It, it's not a shooting attack. It just happens in a shooting phase. And anyone who anyone within twelve inches who has line of sight to, he can stare at, and then they and then the you have to roll three to six minus their leadership, and that's how many wounds they get at AP two with ignores cover. Jeez. So my camo cloaks, camo cloaks did do nothing. nothing. Yeah. So. Yep. So four of my snipers just get scared to death. Yeah, they and just then fall over dead. If looks good kill. Oh. <laughs> Not only that, but if you actually cause wounds, you get the equivalent number of wounds. Yeah, back. It, back to just your character. Cheese. Yeah, it's so cheesy. It's and, and because it's not a shooting attack, you, you can, can actually do it, do it into yeah. a unit that's in assault. That's, yeah, that was, <laughs> in and of itself, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So you kill four of my snipers and you... Um, Stared at them super hard. And you ended up putting also a, a hull point on one of my rhinos, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. So that was your turn one. Yeah. Oh, I think I tried. I think, yeah, I think I, yeah, I was trying to shoot. Because two of your rhinos came up my flank yeah. onto one of the objectives I was guarding. Your flayed ones were like starting to creep up. Yeah, too. my flayed ones yeah. were behind. I think were behind the building. were starting to run up. Yeah. So in turn two, that same tack unit, they pulled the same uh, cheesiness. They all jumped out. They shot at your warriors. They killed four warriors and they ended up making that unit run. Which was, I then which decided, shocking. Yeah. I then decided that, look, the, the source of my problems was going to be the, the canaptic wraith <laughs> formation. So I thought I got if I kill the spider, yep. I take away your reanimation protocols on your wraiths. 
So I ended up shooting everything at the spider, but only ended up putting on putting up two wounds. And you had already, I think you had, you had caused a wound on yourself yeah. by generating another scarab base yeah. and then rolling a one. Yeah. So you had one wound left, but I didn't, I didn't kill the spider. I put one whole point on the ghost arc using the devastators and I immobilized it. And then I charged my bike death star yeah. at your wraiths. Yeah. I ended up, I ended up killing one wraith in, in that assault. Yes, yes. This is when the yeah. assault. This is when the quagmire begins. Yeah, because that's what this would turn into, as it always does. As it always, as whenever, whenever we play Necrons of Iron, Smash Effer and Necrons have a very unique relationship because yeah. <laughs> in every game, they they don't just want; they have to. They have to get in a scuffle with the strongest units, the Wraiths, the Witch Guard, and the whatnot, and then they have to stay there the entire time. <laughs> it's just one giant hairball. It's just one giant hairball that never ends, <laughs> and both units, like super, super killers, I, I have are to hacking vary. away at each other for hours. I totally have to vary my tactics. Because <laughs> this, this is what always happens. I know. I, it's like a super overpowered Death Star meets an immovable force or movable yeah. object and then i just get mired down and then all that points all the points get wasted exactly. it just that, turns into just one five turn assault yeah i know and the problem it's really hard to prevent for you too considering the wraiths the wraiths are so are super, fast are super fast they aren't slowed by terrain yeah so they'll just rush so, up super quickly so of course you just like find you. they're on autopilot they're like where's Ch- where's snack shepherd <laughs> yeah because it's like <laughs> that, let's go fight him it, it's like it's like my demon prince and commander Dante. Yeah, they're <laughs> they, oh, classic they, matchups. They, they, we have these classic matchups. Yeah. Um, so that that combat continued. You you uh, ended up this, you destroyed a rhino with yeah. your flayed ones. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, I destroyed a rhino with flayed ones. You went you, your your night scythe came into the battlefield yeah. and immediately destroyed, oh, yeah, destroyed one, one, one of, of my storm, storm talons. talons. That was yeah. good. You, and in in the assault, you ended up putting a wound. On my chapter master. Oh yeah, that was super unexpected. Yeah, considering it, he had two up, two up. <laughs> two <laughs> yeah, he had a two up, two up, and I still rolled two ones in that, yeah. which was very surprising. So yeah, that it was a. I'd I, say that was a pretty good turn. Pretty good turn. I ended up putting. I ended. Up, I did end up killing two rates in that assault, though. Oh wow, really? Yeah, mm. yeah. All right, turn three. I tried to shoot at your flayed ones. Nothing. A whiffed against all your flayed ones. My Storm Talons shot at uh, your Night Scythe. Oh, sorry, the Sakaran with its uh, accelerator cannon shot at your Night Scythe. Ended up putting two hole points on it. Yep. I put another hole point on your Ghost Arc. And then in the assault that went on and on and on, I, I killed another two rates. Huh. Yeah. So I think you were down to, at this point, two, two rates left. At, at the end of turn three. Yeah. Your turn three, the only thing you did was you ended up killing four of my tack marines. Okay, leaving, I killed four. a sergeant standing on top of the rhino. Yeah, I think I think the lich guard were released as well. Oh, yeah, the lich guard came in. The lich, the lich guard came in from whatever alternate dimension they're sitting in in that portal of theirs. But, yeah, did I... did I, Yeah, so I killed... So I killed your... My flayed ones went and killed your attack marines. Yeah. Oh, no, they killed four of them. Yeah. And then that combat continued. That combat continued. Ta- flayed one... The flayed ones in this game, man might have actually saved me the game. They did because I had two tack marines that had already made yep. one of your war units run away. Yep. Right? And but the flayed ones with their three attack base. Their three attack base. Uh four attacks for their two flayer claws. Right. And then five attacks on the charge each. 
Wow. With shred. With, that was it. It was shred. With shred. Just Ooh. just sliced and diced through, sliced my, and, through yeah. my attack marines and their one attack base thing. <laughs> yeah, because they, they ended up killing all the marines. At the end of the day, they ended up killing up all, all the marines. So that's 10 marines that were all going for that objective. Yep. And they, they camped the objective. Yeah, they did a really good and, job. Yeah, so I didn't... I, I Most of my mobility was in the bikes, and they were stuck in the hairball of yeah, assault. Yeah, which was... Oh, it's always the thing, man. It's always the thing. I think the yeah, I think the situation really was that your army was good. I I don't think I don't think the 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 problem was. I feel the rest of it wasn't focused on objective grabbing. There was only one big unit that could have done a lot of objective grabbing, mm-hmm. and the the rest felt the and the then the one the other ones that could sort of like the rhino the rhino marines felt pr- weak when paired up against like squads of 10 Necron warriors and all this fancy particle beamers, flesh terror. Yeah. It's really, I think what it really comes down to is just an over-specialization in the unit, in that unit. Yeah. And I think that's part of the fault of the Stormlands. It just requires, you know, it requires a very specific list of units that you have to deploy. It it really limits what you can do. Yeah. And so the benefits are great. The benefits are super good. Benefits are super good. Yeah. But, but obviously, (laughs) yeah, you're limited. I I couldn't bring my Centurions. I couldn't bring my Terminators. You know, there's a lot of things I couldn't bring in. All right. Turn four rolls around. I, I finished off the ghost arc that was camping the rear objective. I lost my, my sergeant in the assault with the flayed ones. Yep. And shockingly, <laughs> oh yeah, I trained my Sikaran and uh, a remaining unit of Tax and the Razorback onto the Star God, and we ended up killing the Satan. Yeah, I was, I was we, like, wow, stunning. I, first time that's ever happened. Yeah. First time we've ever killed a Star God. Yeah. Because mostly, mostly what happens is it's, since it just advances slowly and is generally ignored until it's too late and it stares at people <laughs> super hard. Well, the, the staring thing had kind of freaked me out. Yeah. Because you'd killed all my, pretty much my snipers. And and you were also starting to stare at all the bikers in yeah. the assault. And I thought you were just going to will them down through staring attrition. <laughs> so I wanted to kill the star god and his ugly eyeballs, you know, yeah. uh, as soon as I possibly could. But I made the tactical choice and it turned out to be an error yeah. of not finishing off the spider. Yep, and then you would, and I don't think you did it for the rest of the game. No, I didn't. Yeah. I, and I, I should have concentrated killing the spider, which would have re- killed off, which would have eliminated the reanimation protocols on the wraiths. Yeah, and then it would have made the wraiths way more easier to deal with because you, you, you rolled incredibly well. But yeah. you didn't make all your all your I don't, no, invuln no, saves. I don't make all my invuln saves, but so you I had made to rely a, on the but, reanimation, oh, the reanimation protocol. It just kept you alive and in the fight. Yep. So at that point, you had to advance your scarabs into the fight. Uh, and my witch guard. My witch guard. And the witch guard joint. So now, now the it just, assault. It's, just, it's a quagmire. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's like two raids. It's clear, it's clear that it's not going. It, the end <clears> of this assault will not happen in no. this game. Right. So the Overlord, the Lich Guard, and five or six Scarab units join the fight. Yeah, and and I pretty much have most of my Death Star still alive. I think I started to lose a couple of couple you, of. You the, lost. Uh, I think you lost your chaplain, and I lost a command squad guy. You well, no, you lost. You actually lost a few command squad. You lost a chaplain. You lost a guy with a storm shield and power fist. Yeah, right. Uh, you That's lost. Right. I think like a few, like two one or two extra just regular dude bros. Right. Um, but but when your lich guard, I think I think came yeah. in with your overlord, they I they cha- lost quite a few guys. Um, the overlord died. 
Because I challenged the overlord. Yep. Chapter master challenged the overlord, and you're like, I'll take that challenge. Rolled horribly, died. <laughs> Chapter master killed him. Chapter master had one at this point he had one wound left. Jeez, yep. One wound left. I I hey, I got him down. I got a two two I got a two <laughs> two guy in saves. He did. He did. I, I got him down to one wound. I'm happy. Right. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I I think what was left of mine by the end of it were two or three Lich Guard. Uh, four? You, I think you had no. I think you had three Lich Guard, three left, Lich Guard, and you had a bunch of Scarabs left. Yeah, and a bunch, three had, Lich Guard, a bunch of Scarabs. I had killed off all your wraiths. I had killed the Overlord, so that was all that was left. And you had, and you had a librarian. Yeah, the apothecary. And the chapter master. And that was that, that was, was my it. entirety of my Death Star. That was the Death Star. It, at the end of the day, we end up doing seven turns. Because the rules of this particular mission gave all my units objective secured. Yep. Even though they were in that assault, they, they had objective secured for the middle objective. For the middle objective. But your tomb blades and your flayed ones stayed on the remaining objective in the front. Yep. And then the warriors that had been in the ghost arc that I destroyed... Stayed on. Stay, stay in the back. The Storm Talon was harassing them a little bit, yeah. but really not doing any damage. Yeah. It was harassing the Immortals, but not doing any damage. You ended up holding two of the objectives. I got Slay the Warlord. There was no Line Breaker. There was no First Blood. That there wasn't part of the mission. Yeah. Final score was six to five Necron victory. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. you held two of the objectives. There were two, three, three, two three points objectives. each. Ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I, I honestly think that I have yeah. to figure out a way to um, somehow counter the wraiths without throwing my my heaviest hitter in them because the wraiths are so resilient with their three up, um, four up. It's so difficult to deal with them. They're, it, yeah, they're and fast. There's, there's, there's they're six, tough. You know, yeah, there's they're six wraiths. Deadly. Six wraiths on the charge. They get five attacks. Otherwise, they're getting four attacks. It's nuts. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It yeah. is ridiculous. I know. I know. Good game. Good game. Very Good enjoyable. Game. I enjoy yeah. trying out new formations. Yeah, that thing was that thing was tough. That thing was tough. Yeah, you know, and it was, it was, a, was a really fun game. Also, um, I really I encourage you guys. If you I know you guys are getting Codex supplements like we are, take a look at the missions in the back of these books. Oh because, yeah, they're, they're fun. You they're know, f- we can get fun. a little burnout on Maelstrom. You know, we can get a little burnout of Eternal War. Yeah. You know, uh, practicing for LVO and doing the LVO missions are fun, but there is a whole bunch of awesome missions in the back of all the recent Codex supplements. Let loose and have fun, man. Yeah, have some fun. Try something new. It's a game, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so um, speaking of some new stuff, we are going to try some experiments in upcoming episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to try to do a video version of the Eye of Terror podcast. Now you'll get to see our wonderful faces moving as we talk, as we move our lips. Talking. <laughs> you get to you see our faces as we. Do. So we're going to give that a try. I don't know when that's going to happen. Hopefully, next episode we'll we'll got uh, we'll get all the equipment we need to, to pull that off. And bear with us. We're new to the video, you know, world. So um, it might be a little rough at first. Yeah. So and we welcome your suggestions as we go down the road. But we really want to sort of like bring this into the YouTube world. And share what we're doing. There's a lot of great people who are doing uh, wonderful things online. 
uh, in the world of 40K on YouTube. Yeah. And we are happy to, and, and to join that community. So we're going to experiment a little bit and hopefully with your support, uh, have some fun along the way. We're also planning some fun, exciting uh, interviews with some special guests coming up soon. Ooh. Yep. Yep. So let's hope that that comes off. I don't want to say too much and jinx it, but um, we've got a great special guest lined up for next week. But anyway, that's that's our episode. This has mm-hmm. been uh, episode 27 of the Eye of, of Terror, Terror. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can always visit our Facebook page and leave a message and say hi. We have pictures of our uh, battle reports as well as uh, pictures of Alec and I and the different places we go to play 40K. You can always send us an email at the Eye of Terror Podcast at gmail.com. Please remember to subscribe. We are on iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, it'd be really helpful if you uh, gave us a rating and uh, left some positive feedback there. We're also on Stitcher. And we are on SoundCloud. So please remember to subscribe there. That, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs>